Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and uh, we've got some things to discuss today. Um, so, uh, we need to talk about the Mason Greenwood situation, it's already written in the title, and do a transfer roundup kind of thing. Now it's currently 20 past 8 for me and I was going to wait until the transfer window closed to uh, do this episode, but I don't think that we're going to get anybody or sell anybody else in the next two and a half hours. So I'm just putting this at the front of the episode, um, just in case, for whatever, uh, as the main intro. Um, and what I will do, if we do sign somebody or 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 uh, loan somebody out or sell somebody else between now and the end of the transfer window... I will talk about it on Friday, that's just the easiest way to do it. But I had some time now and I thought I'd do the episode now instead of later. It's just as simple as that. Uh, I want to talk a bit about the structure of this podcast because it's going to be a little bit different um, to usual kind of thing. And um, yeah, give, give a few kind of like warnings and things like that. There's a few There's a few things I need to mention about this podcast before I actually record the rest of it. So... I've already done a piece which I recorded on Friday, which was about Martial and his loan move to Sevilla. I will talk about... Well, you'll hear that later. Um, so you will hear two intros today. So slight apologies for that, but it's uh, this is going to be a bit of a different structured episode. I'm going to talk about this Greenwood thing at the front. Um, and then I'm going... Then, you'll, then I'm going to cut to the Martial thing, so you'll hear another intro, but I'm sure that'll be fine. Then we'll do the normal break thing after that, and then I will talk about everything else that's happened with all the other transfers, so like Lingard, Van Der Beek, everybody else. Um, this is going to be quite a negative episode. There isn't really any, there's really nothing good to talk about on this episode, whether it's regards to the Greenwood thing or the transfers. There's really nothing. It's going to be quite a negative episode. I'm probably going to sigh a few times because I'm frustrated, annoyed, disappointed. I'm not happy about anything, um, really, within these within these transfers, or obviously with the Greenwood thing. Um, so uh, yeah, just I'm just kind of preparing everybody before I before I start talking about anything properly. Um, I just want to kind of prepare you all for what I'm going to be talking about and saying about and everything else. Um, first thing, the other uh, kind of warning I want to kind of give is. Um, if you are somebody who is uh, either um, possibly triggered by domestic abuse kind of things, discussions, or if you uh, are sensitive to that in, in, in any way, shape or form, uh, you don't have to like explain any of that to me. Um, I am going to be talking about the Greenwood thing first, so if you don't really want to hear me talk about the um, domestic abuse thing that's happened or the, the situation with Greenwood, um, I would advise you to skip ahead. Um so yeah and uh i'll try to if i can remember to or if i can sort of try to i will try to write a uh time code a rough sort of time code um for the beginning of the martial discussion uh which is the next part because this whole first part is going to be about the greenwood thing so if you want to skip past it if you don't want to if you don't want to hear me talk about it um i'll write down the time code and you can try to skip to that whether it's going to be 10 minutes 15 whatever it's going to be um, so that you can skip that if you want to to do so. I also do want to say as well, I feel like it's my responsibility. I am going to put some other links um, in the 
show notes to uh, an NHS website which is to do with domestic um, abuse and that kind of thing so if you want to get help either for yourself or somebody else that you know obviously that's very very important I'm going to leave a link um, for that in the show notes Uh, and if I forget to you can feel free to moan at me for forgetting to do that but I will try to definitely remember to do that uh, to put a link in the show notes Um, so yeah just just a couple of warnings about about things about the structure of the episode what i'm going to be talking about and just explain the episode um i'm not going to go into like loads of detail about the greenwood stuff um i'm mainly just going to summarize kind of the situation and talk about his well now lack of uh, uh future really and the disappointment there um, so this broke on a Sunday morning, and uh, it was quite a, a shocking sort of process where, um, uh, you know, I woke up Sunday morning, and I did my usual thing, turned my alarm off, checked social media and stuff for just general news, and I go onto Twitter, um, and I saw these, like, Twitter spaces running, and I saw lots of people on Twitter that I follow through football conversations and whatnot, saying like Greenwood you're awful you're disgusting and I'm like whoa 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 what's what the hell's like going on and I'm still kind of you know when you're checking your phone in the morning like most of us kind of do but you're still kind of like half asleep you're still kind of like your brain's kind of waking up so I couldn't sort of process like wait a second like what's you, you know that kind of dazed state that you can be in and you're like, wait a second, what's what's kind of going on? And I started looking around, and then it, it didn't take me very long, actually, to find out what had happened. Um, I'm not going to describe or mention what's on the audio. There is a 50-second audio thing out there if you want to, if you can, well, if you can even find it. Um, if you want to listen to it, that's, of course, up to you uh, in terms of your choice. I'm not going to put it in the podcast. I'm probably wouldn't legally be allowed to I, I wouldn't want to put that in the podcast anyway the audio that I heard there was an audio clip out there um it was basically between Greenwood and uh his now well ex-girlfriend Harriet um I'm not gonna describe it I'm not going to talk about it too much it was quite horrible to listen to and um yeah we'll see what the courts and the police do with with that because it's quite damning really it's quite, um, you know, it, it, it's this case where I saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, you know, prove innocent till proven guilty. That applies to certain situations, but not every situation. And the thing is here with the Greenwood situation is he's not legally being proven guilty because obviously not enough time has been processed, uh, not enough as processed or not enough time has passed for that to be the case. But he certainly looks very, very guilty. Um, and I'm not trying to defend his actions in any way, shape or form. I'm just saying the current situation, you know, obviously the police are investigating the situation there. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll just have to see what, what goes on. I don't know much else, really. I saw a couple of photos of Harriet. I'm not going to describe them. They just simply weren't very nice. You could probably use... I suppose your own imagination. I'm not going to obviously be putting those in this episode or posting them or anything. Those aren't mine to to post or to do things with. Um, I didn't share those around or I didn't share the audio around. I did hear that those posts got taken down, but obviously it's the internet. You know, you post something, it quickly spreads around and gets saved and and that kind of thing. Um, 
But uh, in terms of Harriet herself, you know, I, I, I don't know her at all. I, I've seen her like a couple of times on video clips talking with Greenwood, like very, very sparringly sort of things that I've that I've seen before. I think I've seen like thumbnails of videos where they're talking. Nothing's like happening really. And uh, so I don't know her at all. But, um, you know, if this is the case, if she has, of course, you know, gone through this traumatic experience, which it certainly seems like she has... Um, I'm not saying that she's lying. Um, certainly seems like um, Greenwood did do this, which is really, really um, sad to think about. Um, I hope that she gets all the help that she needs. Um, you know, she is unfortunately the victim here. Um, I hope that yeah, whatever support that she that she needs to get, um, whether it's going to be well, I'll say from family. Her dad put out this very strange statement i'm not gonna like reread it or anything you can go and look for that for, for yourself but her dad put this very weird kind of thing out of like half supporting her and half kind of like oh this thing is this and it was it was a bit strange to read so i'm, I'm not sure what's going on there but obviously again that's up to the police to uh to investigate and everything um so yeah um but I hope that she gets help she, that she needs. It's obviously a bad, ex- a very, very bad experience for her to have gone through. I can't imagine what that's what that's like. Um, I'm sorry to any of our our listeners that have gone through similar things. Um, nobody should have to go through that, of course. And uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. Whether it's like I, I don't know. Because again, I said about like her family support. I don't know. I, I don't know who like her mother is or whatever. Um, but I just hope that she can certainly get the help that she needs and is able to thrive um, to the best that she can after this incident. So um, there you go. But uh, yeah, it's it's just really really sad. Um, and I mean, there is an element to think about with Greenwood, especially somebody who watches the team and that kind of thing. One of the saddest parts of this, really, in regards to the Greenwood thing, is he's, what, 20 years old? And because of whatever has happened in in the situation, whatever's caused him to do this, um, you know, whether it's a case of too young and too much power, too much sort of um, privilege, and what I mean by privilege is, like, you know, you're a young rising star playing for Manchester United... It's, maybe it just got to his head. Um, I'm not saying there's any excuses for this behaviour because there isn't. I'm just saying, uh, as I've kind of said on, on similar topics like this before, no, no, no one's born with the mindset to do these types of bad things. You, you don't, you don't get born and then think straight away. Like, like there has to, there has to be, because I, I say this about every kind of like criminal or so, or somebody that does something really bad, right? That you have to have gone on a particular life path where something has happened and it's caused you to think that it's okay to do something bad. And what I'm saying within Greenwood's case is what, what caused him to get to that point? You know, was it just a case of too much power, too much privilege, that sort of thing of... You know, been paid loads of money, Man United, and, and it kind of just he got himself, he got carried away with things. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Look, I don't have the answer. I'm trying to figure out what that answer is. Um, but the disappointing thing for me is, um, 
he was a very, very talented footballer. And he's like 20 years old. And I was saying this to, to a friend yesterday. He could have played for this team for 15 more, maybe 16, maybe 17, maybe 18 years. You know, if you think of 35, 36, 37, 38 maybe. Um, and he's just thrown that, whole, that, thrown that in the bin. Um, I mean, I don't know what happens if he's like not found guilty and is is not charged, or I, I don't know how those things sort of work. Um, I don't really know much about like legal systems and that and that sort of thing, especially in this case where because he st- still is under contract to play for Man United. I'm not saying he will, but um, it's just a really sad situation. And I felt really weird on the Sunday because I mean, obviously it was a particularly strange sort of day. And I know it's not my fault, but I was, I was thinking back to like how much I'd been, I'd been praising him on episodes, obviously because of his footballing ability, not because of him as a person. And that's just all gone. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's really, really sad. Um, so, there you go. But uh, the police will do what they're going to do. I think he's been like arrested. Obviously, arrested doesn't mean charged. It just means taken into custody. Um... So we'll we'll see what the uh, police decide to do with the situation. But I hope in the meantime, like I said, that Harriet's able to get the support that she can. Um, hopefully from well the rest of her family. I don't know if she's got what what, what family she's sort of got, but family and friends. Hopefully they support her. Hopefully the I mean I don't know what situation Man United would take with Harriet, but it would be great. It would be very supportive if Man United stepped up and said like hey we've got some resources if you want them or I don't know I mean obviously they've got the player to deal with they've got a contract to sort out there um so it's uh I I don't know what's gonna happen to the situation I'm not trying to explain what's gonna happen I'm just talking about the different elements within it um but there you go uh I don't have too much else to really say it's a really really big shame um so yeah, there there we go. Um but I was just I was just thinking in my head yesterday like why did you do it, Greenwood? Why did you do it? You had the opportunity to play for one of the biggest okay, we haven't been that great like recently, but Man United's still a big, big club. Um and like you had the you had the opportunity to play alongside people like Cristiano Ronaldo, um, people that have like won won all of it, and you could have like learned from him. And I mean that was the idea, right? You know, uh, not just with Greenwood, but with our younger players like Rashford, Langer, was like, hey, you got Cavani and Ronaldo there now. You can all, whether you're wingers or strikers or whatever, and obviously Sancho's young as well. You can all learn from these two guys, and then once they leave it'll be up to the next generation but Greenwood's probably not going to be a part of that now um I'm not saying this in sympathy towards him it's just sad because we all hoped that it could work out that way right that um he could thrive in the way that he was supposed to but obviously that's not going to happen I hope that Harriet is gonna thrive in the way that she's you know supposed to um in you know within her uh situation um yeah this is quite tough to talk about and everything so uh, I, anyway i've gone on about this for like 15 minutes it's way longer than i thought i was going to um all right i'll put a time code for about 16 minutes or so um 
Yeah, because I don't put intros in these United Cast episodes. So I'll put a timer of about 16 minutes. I'll stop talking about this now. We can move on. If we get updates of any significant kind, I will try to maybe address them when they happen. But we'll we'll see what kind of goes on from there. So, um, see, this is interesting because I don't usually put like time codes for things. So, um, yeah, I think I'll put about sixteen minutes and in in the in the show notes. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna cut now to, um, yeah, now I'm gonna cut to my Martial discussion, and just to let you all know, um. Because I do talk about when I talk about this Marshall discussion, which I think is about another fifteen minutes or so, um, I can't remember what I mentioned of Mason Greenwood because obviously he is, you know, I talked about the whole thing of Marshall's a winger, Greenwood's a striker, etc., etc. Um, I can't remember how much I brought up Greenwood's name, and obviously that was before we knew anything. This that was on Friday when I was it on Friday. Um, I can't remember when, I think it was on Friday, yeah, when I um, recorded the episode for that, so obviously that was before all the Greenwood events, so if I say anything about him, or praise him too much or whatever, I, I apologise, that was before everything, I'm not going to re-record my whole Martial section because I said so many other things, um, so yeah, I'm going to cut to that now, the Martial thing, then I'm going to uh, save this audio anyway, and then you're going to hear a break, not normal kind of break thing and then we'll talk about all the other normal transfers which I still don't have anything good to talk about with those um so yeah uh, there we go all right I will see you for everything else in a minute welcome to the United cast it's entertainment talks podcast for Man United I'm your host Matthew and this is going to be the transfer wrap-up for the January 2022 transfer window so discussing what did and didn't happen in the transfer window. Um, so it's not actually. I'm recording this before the um, deadline day uh, actual thing. So you you will hear me talk about everything that has happened. But I've got a bit of time at the moment, and I wanted to record something. And uh, one deal has already kind of happened. So I'm going to basically just focus this first part. You're going to hear this in different parts, but they'll be stitched together anyway. Uh, I'm going to basically record now this. Um, Martial discussion part. So I'm going to focus, I guess, first on players that are outgoing, because it's probably going to be more outgoing than ingoing. But we'll see how everything works out in the end. Um, but let's talk about Anthony Martial um, because he has gone on loan to Sevilla. So this is a few days ago from Fabrizio Romano on Twitter, who is a uh, reliable journalist. It says Anthony Martial from Manchester United to Sevilla. Uh, done deal and here we go agreement reached tonight this was from a few days ago uh, between the two clubs player has accepted Sevilla was his priority Sevilla so they're obviously Spanish team uh, will cover his salary until June so end of the season Martial will fly to Spain in the next hours he has already flown to Spain and he has already fully completed this uh, deal so yes, Martial is out, at least at the moment. He's not been sold. He's still a Manchester United player, but he's on loan at uh, Sevilla. So what do I make of this? Anthony Martial. Uh, there's a bit of a story here, really, isn't there? The, the saga of Anthony Martial. Because um, I will talk about... Well, I was going to talk about Lingard, but I don't fully know yet what's happening with Lingard. But I will know later. So keep that in mind. Um, so when we look at the... Um, 
season before the one that I started podcasting on. So that was the 19 to 20 season. So the one before that when we had Lukaku. Um, Martial didn't ever seem to be able to thrive when there was other competition. And I do have some good examples of that. Uh, first of all, when Lukaku was there. Um, and Lukaku started falling away. Um, started to be able to not control the ball. It was quite strange. Then he was sold to Inter for what was it, 80 million in that summer. And we were basically left the next season. So that was the one that I started podcasting on the 19 to 20 season. When we had Rashford, who's not a striker, he's a winger. Greenwood, who's a striker, but was like pretty much brand new to the first team. I think that was his first like senior season. And we had Martial. So Rashford, Martial and an underdeveloped at the time, Greenwood. Rashford was still pretty doing pretty good in his career. Obviously Martial. They're almost the same age, Martial and, and Rashford. Uh, and then we had, uh, what, 8, 17, 18? How old was Greenwood when he came into the team? The first team, I think he was like 17 or 18. Uh, or 17 going on 18. And Martial didn't have much competition and he scored in that season, I think it was 22 goals, I think across all competitions. And he had a great season. Then the next summer, we brought in Cavani. Who was given the number 7 shirt, because we didn't have anybody with a number 7 shirt. And he was played up front, and Martial started to fall away again. Now, I talked about this before in previous episodes, but it's interesting how... I'm not saying this is like Luke Shaw doing well and Martial not, but it's just in terms of how the two players have handled competition. In that same summer, when we brought Alex Tellers in, and we'd moved Brandon Williams to a right back, and he had, I think he'd gone on loan, or he he wasn't in competition for place with Luke Shaw anymore, so we knew we needed a left back, because Brandon Williams had basically converted to being a right back. Brandon Williams is currently on loan, I think at Norwich at the moment. Um, so Alex Tellers came in and Luke Shaw thought, oh, new competition for me to to deal with. And Luke Shaw played better. And Tellers was also really good. So it worked out for everybody because Luke Shaw was thriving under new competition. And arguably better competition than uh, Brandon Williams because Tellers is arguably a better player than Brandon Williams. Um, and we had, it worked out really well because we ended up with two good left backs because we had, um, Luke Shaw, who was starting to play better and Tellers, who was, you know, new and fitting in and everything, but he was doing pretty well. So that just worked out well for everybody because Tellers was playing well, Shaw was playing well, everybody was happy and we had two good left backs who were both very different. Obviously Shaw is much more of a defensive left back and Tellers is more of an attacking left back. So you can adjust that to what team you're playing, what system you're playing, who's fit, who's not, who's suspended, etc, etc. And that worked out really, really well. Um... Martial, who the previous season was used to playing pretty much up front on his own in like a 4-2-3-1, but basically him being the only striker because Rashford, although at times was used as a number nine, it wasn't working out and we knew that we needed another striker. And then Cavani joined the next season and uh, Cavani started playing really well. 
and I was really happy with him myself. I thought it was great, and Martial fell away again. Uh, still had the number nine shirt on his back. He's still got it now. Uh, took it off of Lukaku, and he's had it ever since. But there was competition there between Martial and Cavani, and Martial scored. Five goals in that season so a big drop off from 22 goals to about five I think it was or five in the league at least I think um or maybe that could be across all I think it was 22 the previous season all competitions and then it was five um the next season so big drop off Martial clearly wasn't able to handle the competition of Cavani um or, I mean, it's interesting because they should have, like, learned off of each other. I mean, because Cavani's this older sort of experienced striker and Martial is still now relatively young. Martial should have been thriving and learning next to and with Cavani. But it didn't It just didn't happen. Uh, we've not been able to get rid of Martial since. Um, some people have said, like, he's lazy, he's got attitude problems. I think there's a debate to be had there. I think at times he's looked disinterested, at times he's looked quote-unquote lazy. But um, I just think he's been strangely affected when he's had competition to deal with in the team. uh, As opposed to thriving by himself. But you can't just go through the season with, um, you know, just having one striker. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work that way at all. Um, And then obviously the next season after that. Cristiano Ronaldo is here so it made it even worse because now you've got technically three strikers with Greenwood, Ronaldo and Cavani because to me even during somewhat and definitely after that 22 goal season I never really looked at Martial as a striker, an out and out striker like an Aguero or a Van Persie or a Ronaldo or a Cavani or a um, who else is a really good striker uh, like a like a Lukaku sort of striker, I don't think the Martial is that type of player. I think he's more of a attacking winger, um, a creative attacking winger at that. But I think he's much more of a winger. The interesting part of that is there has been games where Martial's been used on the left, which I think is his better position, and Cavani or Ronaldo have been used up front. Uh, mainly with Cavani with the previous season not this season but last season and that should have worked but clearly Martial just wanted to play as number nine and you can't move Cavani out of that spot um so it just hasn't really worked out for Martial in in that sense um but he's going on loan he just needs game time really and I it was interesting because I remember after the 1-1 draw with I think it was a 1-1 draw with Everton and then there was an international break after that Martial had scored a goal finally after a year of not scoring a goal, I think. Or a long, long time after not scoring a goal. And I remember saying on the episode, I'm pretty sure it was a 1-1 Everton game. And I thought, oh, that's going to boost his confidence. Maybe next game you can start him and he can kind of maybe push on from that. Uh, And then he didn't play um, anymore. That was still, I think Oli was still in charge at that point, I do believe. That was even before the little short-term thing with Carrick that we did. Um, but ultimately I think he's just struggled under the pressure of having Ronaldo and Cavani in the same team, but it's oddly, it's odd because players like Rashford, Martial and Greenwood, who are our younger strikers, obviously Greenwood's the youngest there, and obviously newer with like players like Alanga 
and um, Diallo, who obviously more wingers as well, but forwards still. They should be learning things from Cavani and Ronaldo while still competing with their spots somewhat. Obviously, the likes of Alanga aren't going to be competing with the same spot as Ronaldo because they don't play in the same position. Um, but those players, including Martial, should have been learning from Cavani and Ronaldo. And they probably were. in. Tra- I mean, we don't see everything that goes on in training, but that's how that should have worked. And it just, it just hasn't really. And Martial's kind of fallen off since all of this has happened. Um, I think it's really happened since the Cavani signing. Let, let's say with the Ronaldo one, obviously hasn't played as much since Ronaldo's been here. It's been more sort of like Rashford on the left. Um, obviously there was a few games at the start of the season with Dan James on the left. So you had those games as well. That was just before Ronaldo signed. Because um, I don't think that... No, James and Ronaldo weren't in the team at the same time, were they? I think James was sold... And then Ronaldo was signed. They happened like right next to each other. But they, they were never available in the same match. Is is my point. For that front line sort of competition. Um, but yeah he's gone on loan to Sevilla. You know and I wish him I wish him well. I wish him luck. You know I don't want him to be a terrible footballer. I don't want him to struggle under competition. I want Martial to thrive. But preferably I'd like him to do that at Manchester United. Um, but you know if he goes to Sevilla. And he and he's plays really well there. Um that would be very very good for him it would be good for his confidence good for his mental health as well because he wants to to thrive I assume as a footballer and he wants because he's still got a lot of time left in his career and you don't want it to just be doom and gloom from now and then the thing that I don't want to happen is a repeat of Lingard last season when Lingard around this time last season went on loan to West Ham he played there for what a few months and he was doing really well he started scoring a few goals he was getting plenty of game time Seemed to be getting on with really well with the lads at West Ham. Uh, and then, of course, his loan spell ended. West Ham didn't want to buy him. Uh, I think it was £30 million the offer that was on the table. And he's come back to Man United and he's not really played since. Um, I'll talk about more of the Lingard stuff after the actual deadline day has closed. Because I don't know what's happening with him just yet. Because I'm recording this a bit early, like I said. Um, but he should have really just stayed at West Ham. Lingard. So what I'm hoping doesn't happen here is a repeat of that, which is where you know end of January now. Uh, I don't know when. I don't know when Sevilla play next, but um, hopefully he gets included and everything. But what I don't want to happen is Martial goes off to Sevilla, plays really well, scores some goals, is happier in that environment because he's playing and scoring and thriving. And then the loan thing comes to an end. There's no buy option, by the way, with um, Martial. That doesn't mean that you can't buy him after his loan spell has ended. It just means that's not attached to this deal. So he could still be bought afterwards by Sevilla, um, if that's the if that's the case. <clears throat> it's just that the the buy option isn't tied in with the with the deal. But once the loan deal has ended, you can do whatever you want with him. You can keep him, loan him again, sell him. You can do whatever you want. What I hope doesn't happen is that he thrives basically at Sevilla and then just gets brought back to Man United and then literally a repeat of the same Lingard situation. That's what I don't want to happen. So I wish him well. I wish him luck at Sevilla. Um, I I think he's certainly got some talent, but I think he's just got more talent as a winger than as a striker. Um, But Martial seems to only really want to play as a number nine and that's just not his position. So... I suppose it's up to him to figure that out over at Sevilla, see what they do with him. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens there with him. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to cut this here. And then I'm going to record the rest after other things happen on deadline day. The current things that are possibly happening is Van der Beek going on loan to Crystal Palace. Newcastle did show some interest with loaning uh, Lingard. Lingard's contract, by the way, runs out. I think I mentioned it earlier. It does run out in the summer. So does Paul Pogba's. Um, Marshall's doesn't, but Pogba's and Lingard's contract are out in the summer anyway. Um... But uh, yeah, Lingard didn't. I think Lingard didn't want a loan move to Newcastle. Whether that does or doesn't happen, I'll update you all in a minute, or in, in a minute for all of you, obviously. Uh, Van der Beek on loan at Crystal Palace is a possibility. I'll let you know if that happens. And then in terms of buying players, pff, yeah, I, I have some things to say about this uh, Zachariah deal. But uh, anyway, enough of me saying what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to cut this here, and then when I return on Monday after deadline day is finished. Um, we can talk about the rest of what actually happened. And uh, I just hope that... W- Man United are a club that do like to do panic buy stuff on deadline day. If you remember back in 2012, I think it was. when David, No, 2013, when David Moyes took over. And we bought Fellaini on deadline day for £30 million, Um which was a bit overpriced, but uh, we were desperate to buy somebody, and that was the answer. So we do have the capabilities to do that. So did we do that? Did we not? Let's talk about that now. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, let's continue with uh, some transfer talk and um, talk about the other things apart from the Martial situation. Because I've just talked about that. Um... 
Let's talk about, I'm not going to go in any particular order because that doesn't really matter, but uh, let's talk about Jesse Lingard. Because that was a bit of a roller coaster today. Um, so I'm going to basically, I, I took screenshots of Fabrizio Romano's tweets, which was an easier way for me to sum it up because then I can just read out what he said and discuss it from there. So it says Manchester United want to keep Jesse Lingard at the club. No deal, no chance. They're not accepting Newcastle approaches. The position on the club side is clear. It says hashtag MEFC. Uh, Lingard's disappointed as he wanted to go, but club not open to negotiate with Newcastle or West Ham. So there was a bit of back and forth today about whether Lingard would be going to West Ham, then it looked like he's going to Newcastle. Uh, Ralph openly said, um, me and Jesse have had a discussion. He wants to go. I've given him my blessing that he can go. Newcastle came in for him. And the club blocked the transfer, which makes no sense whatsoever. Here's one reason why this doesn't make sense from their brain, right? The Glazers like money, okay? That's, That's pretty obvious by now. Lingard's contract is running out in the summer <clears throat> and you're also going to be paying him wages from now until was it June 1st? Yeah, June 1st that you'd be paying him. So, and I don't mean this as like a disrespect to Lingard. Let's say that Newcastle literally said, "Here's 1 pound," right? And we will either loan him, right? So, what 1 pound like fee? We will loan him and pay all of his wages and then you can either let him go or keep him at the end of the season. Or if they said, here's one pound for a transfer fee and we will give you that one pound, at which, and I'm using one pound as just an, as an example, but we can, we'll buy him from you for for a pound. But obviously then we wouldn't pay any wages because he wouldn't be playing for us. Whether it's the case of getting 40 million, 50 million, 30 million, whatever it would have been, even if you accept literally a pound, right, for a player in that situation, you will be saving money anyway because then you won't be paying him whatever. I did a recent uh, wage bill episode, I can't remember what he's getting paid. Um, you will be, sure, one pound seems like a very low amount of money to, to sell him for. But the point I'm making is the Glazers, which have got a money-centric brain, will still be saving money because the wages that you'd pay him from end of January, which is now until May, you won't be paying him. Newcastle will be paying him because he would have played for Newcastle. So why did you decide to keep him at the club? It makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, Yeah. Especially somebody that we did get for free because he's an academy uh, graduate. So we haven't paid anybody in the past 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million to buy him because we didn't buy Jesse Lingard. Um, so literally if Newcastle, even if Newcastle offered a penny, we'd still be, we'd still gain money because then we still wouldn't be paying his wages. Um, but the way the Glazers probably want to look at it is like, oh no, we want 30, 40 million for a player who, because, for a player whose contract is running out, because then what will happen 
then you'll end up wasting money because if he doesn't play between now and uh, end of you know May, which is the end of the season, you've not only then paid him, let's just say for example, hundred grand, whatever he's on, and not used him, you then won't get any money for him anyway because he'll leave the club for free in the summer. So how does that? How, that doesn't even make Glazer sense, you know, in terms of money. Um, so I I don't know what's going on there. Lingard has been very very clear that he wants to leave. Um, but w- the club, whether that's Edwardwood or the Glazers, I mean obviously the Glazers are the ones in charge anyway. Um, it makes no sense. It does not make sense to keep him but he's going to be a Manchester United player unless something happens from my time in the next two hours which it probably won't um yeah so I I don't know what Man United were expecting to to get from situation with Lingard um so yeah because a player who very clearly wants to move on how are we supposed to feel as fans when he gets subbed on or he starts a game or Whatever, because I'm going to talk in a minute. Once I've talked about all these transfer things that have happened, I'm going to talk about the quite worrying lack of squad depth after all of these um, deals. Uh, Let me go through my screenshots. Um, Okay, so Phil Jones is the next one. Uh, And then, again, Fabrizio tweet. uh, After agreement reached between Manchester United and Bordeaux... um, Phil Jones has decided to turn down this opportunity. Loan deal seems to be collapsed as things stand. And that was how things kind of concluded. So interesting. We can't seem to get rid of Phil Jones. Um, But why that's newly kind of interesting is Phil Jones played that. Was it Wolves? Watford? I get them two mixed up sometimes. I think it was the Wolves game. And he actually played pretty well. And you just you just kind of think like we were looking for we've been looking for years for a glimmer of hope from Phil Jones whether it's him actually coming back to the team after two years of injury, or when he comes back to the team, him to play well and both of those things happened because he played well in that game. And he came back from injury. So, Phil at, at weirdly at this point Phil Jones not leaving isn't the worst thing in the world because he was actually pretty decent. Last time. And he looked like he was up for it. He looked like he wanted to play for the shirt. And and that kind of thing. I'm not saying like Phil Jones is our best player or whatever. But uh, um, yeah. Considering like his history over the last two to five years or so. Um, why don't we just why don't we just use him? If if that's the case. So to me this, this says that Man United and Bordeaux. Um, said like, hey, yeah, we'll agree whatever it would have been, whether it was a loan deal or a sale for the player. Jones has clearly said like, no, I don't want to leave. I want to try to take an opportunity. And I kind of admire him for that, really. I mean, yes, he's getting paid loads of money, but that's beside the point. Um, It kind of, and I might be misreading the situation, it kind of feels like Phil Jones is ready to step up again for Manchester United. Whether that's going to be successful or not, I admire him for wanting to take that opportunity and we'll have to just see how that works because obviously we've got Maguire, Lindelof, Ferran, Bay and uh Phil Jones to use and Maguire's probably gonna be playing regularly. It's probably gonna it's co- probably gonna be a rotation now between Varane, Maguire and Lindelof. With Bay being on the bench and Jones being on the bench. Um but who knows, we got Middlesbrough on Friday, so that seems like a decent game for Jones to start. I mean I don't know 
I mean, last time I saw Middlesbrough play was when Stuart Downing was there. <laughs> um, interesting times. So, yeah, Phil Jones is staying. But I, I mean, yeah. Anyway, so we'll we'll see kind of how that um, works out. Uh, I want to read this out actually. It's changed a little bit of pace. Um, Samuel Larkhurst tweeted out, and I just think this was an interesting point. It says Solskjaer's Man United buys, and then he's gone through everybody that we've brought or loaned or whatever, and how they kind of turned out. And they're very vague sort of statements, but anyway. So it says um, Solskjaer's MUFC buys. James sold, Wambasaka benched, um, Maguire returned to team last week, Fernandez success, Igalo gone, Van der Beek loaned, Tellers got into team post sacking because like Ralph's put in, in put him into team, Cavani decent, Palestri loaned, Ahmad loaned, Sancho benched. I don't really think Sancho's been benched, but all right, uh, Varane decent so far, Ronaldo success. So a bit kind of mediocre really from all those all those signings. Um so yeah, just thought that was kind of interesting. Um this is a this next one is a transfer that wasn't to Manchester United, but absolutely should have been, and I'm really, really, really disappointed by this. Uh again I'll read out Fabrizio's tweet. Uh Dennis Zakaria or Zach Zakaria. I think it's Zakaria. Um <clears throat> Dennis Zakaria to Juventus done deal and here we go. Agreement reached for five million plus add-ons which I think was like 2 million so about 7 million to Borussia Mönchengladbach that's quite a name um, Juventus um, right sorry yeah add-ons to Borussia yeah because Juventus got him from Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, he's gone to Juventus contract agreed and signed June 2026 um, he replaces somebody else who joined Tottenham I'm really, 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 really disappointed by this. I think that, that there was some discussion this week as to like, oh, if Ralph gets a midfielder, because obviously we really, really need a midfielder. And like, oh, if Ralph buys a midfielder and the next manager doesn't like him, you'll have to just get rid of him anyway. But I'm sorry, but sometimes you have to take a gamble with things like this. This is five million. Five million. It's nothing. There's nothing in football. Football? That's like... Like literally, the way I could equate that, right, is five million for a football club is the equivalent of somebody like me, who's you know, an average earning person, um, of like a five pound note in my back pocket. And let's say you're let's say you're at work, right, and somebody says I'm gonna go get the lunches today, um, like oh, what, what do you want from so and so? And they collect collect the money off of a few of you, they they and they go off. To like get all the food and they come back. That's the equivalent of like. I'll just grab a McDonald's or you know whatever right. And I slip a £5 note out of the back of my pocket. And give it to them. That's that To me that's the equivalent of that. Of I've not got like a 20. Of like oh here's a 20. Like I, I definitely want to obviously see see the change. That's not 20 million for Zachariah. It's 5. 5 million. I, I do not care what anybody says to me right. 5 million whether it's euros, pounds, dollars. That's nothing in football. That's nothing. Um, the sad part of um, that is, I heard from because Marshall, I think, was on two hundred and fifty grand. I think I, rem- I think I remember reading his wages out on that um, bills uh, a wage structure episode, what wage bill episode, 
And I think I read somewhere that Marshall's wages from now until May, obviously I've already talked about the Marshall thing, um, equated to five million. So if you're going to loan out a player, right, who isn't getting game time, kind of doesn't want to be there, you loan him out, you get four, four or five million, right? Why don't you just put that on the Zachariah deal? Then you don't actually end up spending the money that you've got. You end up spending the money that you, that you were saving and the money that you already had, you get to keep. But even aside from that, five million... Aside, like if we had kept Martial and not gained that five million, the uh, another five million that we would have used would still have been nothing. And like I don't know, I don't know if Zachariah would have been great at Manchester United, but it would have been better a better gamble than McFred for the rest of the season, which is what we're probably going to have now because I'm going to read the Van der Beek thing in a minute. But uh, why didn't we do that? I mean. I, I, I don't know. There was some like discussion of Zachary going to Manchester United, like some genuine discussion, and we just decided not to do it. Um. So, yeah. <sighs> but uh, anyway, so I mean, Ma- I mean, Man United have have paid far more for far worse. I'll I'll, I'll just say that you know we've um certainly you know done done that a few times. I suppose, but I'm just so massively disappointed with that because we need a midfielder. That was an option. He was an option. Sorry, and uh, he's going to play for Juventus. And do you know what's interesting? Um, I saw a few people discussing this, and I kind of agreed. Pogba and Zakaria could end up playing in midfield together, but for Juventus, because there's a genuine possibility that Pogba, well, he probably will leave in the summer because his contract also runs out in the summer. He might go back to Juventus because he was actually doing pretty well over there. Um, so, yeah, well, well, well done, Man United. You know, you you, you got the two of them to <laughs> to play midfield together, but not for your team, and <laughs> not even in the same league. They're in like the Italian league. If that happens, obviously Pogba could go PSG, could go Barcelona, could go Real Madrid, anywhere. But um. Yeah, cool. Zachariah and and Pogba in midfield possibly. Sound that, that sounds pretty good to me. But obviously, Fiorentus. What a joke! What an absolute joke. Um, where is my next one that I've got? All right, the other ones that we got to talk about is uh, Henderson, uh, Van der Beek, and Diallo. Basically, those are the next ones. Um, so there was talk today of a loan move for Dean Henderson to Watford, um, but the club decided not to do it, or I think it is too late or, or whatever to, to do it. Um, and then I did read that if that was the case, Man United would be looking to uh, replace Dean Henderson. Interesting. So we've got Lee Grant, we've got David De Gea, we've got Dean Henderson, and we've got Tim Heaton. We've got Heaton. Anyway, um, Tom Heaton, that's his name, isn't it? Um, who's goalkeeper. Uh, I don't know what Lee Grant does. I've seen him play once and he was terrible. Dean Edison isn't good enough. Uh, he's been tried and tested. Uh, he's just not good enough. David De Gea has obviously kept us from relegation. <laughs> and uh, who's the other one? Henderson, yeah, not good enough. Um, Heaton, Heaton, yeah, um, has looked kind of interesting when we've when we've seen him play. 
Um, but it, it doesn't look like Henderson's actually leaving now. So um, there you go. I don't have much to say about Dean Henderson. He probably does need to leave, but uh, he's still at the club, so no surprise. Uh, Donny van der Beek has um, secured a loan move to Everton, and uh, he's going to actually be joining Delhi Alley, who's joined from from Tottenham. I think the Delhi Alley uh, deal was permanent. I can't remember. I didn't really follow the Tottenham news too much there, but he's moved from Tottenham to Everton. But he's joining Donny van der Beek uh, on loan from Manchester United. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this all works out. Um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> this situation with Donny, it's exhausting, isn't it? It's like, what are we doing? I mean, he needs first team football, yes, absolutely, and that would that would be the reason that Donny would have left or wanted to leave. Um. But he should be doing it for Man United. And I would have loved to have seen like a mid I would have loved to seen a midfield rotation of getting Zakaria in for five million, using him as like the holding ish sort of player, using Fred as maybe a backup to him, and Matic as maybe a backup to him. And then McTominay wouldn't be playing anymore. I don't think he's good enough. He's not consistently good enough at least. Bruno's Bruno's obviously a starter, Pogba's a possible starter. And so uh, Van der Beek should be as well. So you should really be having a midfield. Whether you're doing 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. You should have Zakaria potentially holding midfield. Next to either Pogba. Which he'll do at Juventus. <laughs> or uh, next to Donny. With uh, Bruno either in front of them or next to them. Depending on the formation. And you can obviously rotate. Like You can basically, you basically could have rotated Pogba. Donny and Bruno. And you could have rotated Zakaria, Fred and Matic. Until like, you know, Ghana comes back from loan next season. Matic probably goes. Then you use like Ghana and Zakaria. But now we have got McTominay, Fred, Matic, Bruno, Pogba. And... Mata. Everybody remember one Mata? I remember him. I haven't forgotten him. He still plays it. <laughs> He's on 140 grand a week. Um, yeah, I'll talk about squad depth in a minute. Let me just keep talking about these transfers. Uh, Ahmed Diallo, who's the, of course the promising young winger, uh, has gone alone to Rangers and actually scored on his debut, which was which was great. A little little tap in, but it's the you know being in the right place at the right time that's that's important. I did see the uh, the goal itself, and uh, that's good for him. That's good for him. Um, We'll see where he get. I think that's a short-term loan, obviously, because we're halfway through the season. Uh, so that will possibly be till the summer. Um, none of those have got, like, buy options. Neither has um, Marcia, which I mentioned before. Uh, so they're all going to be coming back. Um, and Andres Pereira is going to be coming back to Manchester United in the summer. Everybody excited about that? No? No excitement? Andres Pereira? Brazilian player? He's Brazilian. Brazilians are good, right, at football? Yeah, I, I think they're supposed to be. Um, we've got a great track record of Brazilian midfielders. Do you remember Anderson? Do you remember Pereira? And we still have Fred? Gosh, what a midfield free that would be. <laughs> that would be quite a midfield free, wouldn't it? Pereira, Anderson and Fred. 
Um, I don't know which one's the best out of those lot. Maybe Fred on his day can can Fred on his day can be very tenacious and get stuck in and do some tackles and do some surprisingly good crosses. He can't shoot though. Um, Pereira's just bad, and Anderson obviously isn't with the club anymore. I'm not sure if he's retired or whatever. But um, I mean, the only two good Brazilian players we've had that I can remember is Fabio and Rafael. I love those two guys. They were the Brazilian Brazilian twins, weren't they? Um. I think they're still playing football. I would have loved to have seen them play after the Van Gaal era. But I can't think of... Um, is Tellez Brazilian? No, he's Portuguese. No, Tellez I think is... I can't remember if he's Brazilian or Portuguese. Obviously, Ronaldo's Portuguese. Bruno's Portuguese. I don't think we've got anybody else that's Brazilian. Um. Anyway, so there you go. Um... Yeah, so that's all of the players that have gone out. Of course, we've already had Mengi gone out on loan. Laird's gone out on loan. Twanzebi's gone out on loan. So those have all been done beforehand. Uh, Palestri's still out on loan. I did hear that Hannibal's going to get promoted to the first team. I've heard that he's doing some pretty good stuff. I don't think I've seen him play football before. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, I'll give you all a guess, right? So that's all the outgoings, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's all of them. Anybody want to take a guess as to how many players we've bought? I'll give you a hint. The number's in the shape of a circle. Um, because we signed... Wait for it. So we needed a midfielder. We probably now need a striker. Um, and we could have done with... What else, really? A couple of midfielders we could have done with, right? We signed nobody, absolutely nobody, in this January transfer window. There's only an hour and a half left. Nothing's going to happen now. Um, yeah, nothing's going to happen now, is it? So, yeah, great. So, we basically started this transfer window, and we now have a worse team, a more depleted team than what we started with. So, that's great, isn't it? Um, because we've lost, we've loaned out Martial. Obviously, there's the Greenwood situation. We've loaned out Van der Beek. We've loaned out Diallo. We've loaned out Twanzebi. We've loaned out Mengi. We've loaned out Layard. We've still got Henderson. We stopped Lingard getting loaned out. And we didn't buy anybody. And we uh, needed we needed midfielders. But before any of that happened, we already needed midfielders. Because uh, we really, really need a holding midfielder. And we didn't get one. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, (sighs) so, and then there was, there was these rumours today about like, oh, Man United are going to go in from, for uh, Usman Dembele, thank goodness we didn't do that, because he can be a great player, but my goodness me, his injury record is very, very bad, and it would have been a bit of a waste of time. Uh, so that didn't look like it was going to happen. Uh, maybe we do something at the 11th hour, but I, I very much doubt it. So yeah, so our goalkeepers. So so just to kind of quickly run through the team, we've got goalkeepers, obviously De Gea, who's going to be playing most of the games. Henderson, if he plays. Heaton, if he plays. And Lee Grant, if he plays. I, I very much doubt that. We've got Delon and Wan-Bissaka at right back. Um, which we knew about, Layard's on loan. We've got uh, Bailey, Varane, Lindelof, Maguire, 
and Phil Jones. Those are our centre-backs. There was some news about Bailey potentially going to Milan, which I would have been very disappointed by, but that didn't happen. So those are our centre-backs. Then we've got, because Twins AB's on loan. Then left-backs, we've got Tellers and Shaw. Uh, we do have Brandon Williams out on loan, but I don't know if we know he's if he's a right-back or a left-back, but he's a defender. Midfield. Now we've got good old McFred, McTominay and Fred, who are going to be playing most of the games. I know it's disappointing, but that's going to happen. Uh, no more Van Der Beek. He's on loan at Everton. Uh, we've got Paul Pogba, who's going to leave in the summer um, and is currently injured. <coughs> Excuse me. He's currently injured. I think he's due to be back soon, hopefully for the uh, Middlesbrough game or whatever league game is going to be after that. Um, so that's Pogba, then we've got Bruno Fernandes in midfield, who's going to play most of the games, and we've got Matic, and one matter. That's a very bad midfield, that's a really, really bad midfield. Um, so basically, in our midfield, and this is where I'm going to get start getting a bit more negative, we've got McTominay and Fred, who are shit and inconsistent, We've got Matic, who's good but can't play twice a week. Um, we've got Pogba, who's injured and wants to leave. We've got Bruno, who's like stretching his legs all the time because he plays all the game and he runs up and down the pitch. And we've got Mata, who's potentially still good but is also not really playing anyway. And um, uh, is 33, so is about the same age as Matic. And then we've got Pereira coming back on loan next season. And Donny van der Beek coming back on loan next season. Um, great. It's, it's, that's a terrible midfield. It's a really, really terrible midfield. Um, you, you take Bruno Fernandes. I, 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 I'm really nervous about the rest of this season. You take If Bruno gets a suspension or an injury or runs himself into the ground, which is a genuine possibility, who do we play at 10? Or in the mid, like, are we going to play like Matic, Fred, and McTominay? That's a very bad midfield. Um, Pogba could be like a shining light who's on the last months of his contract, who also doesn't really want to be here, um, as well as Lingard. So yeah, I'm I'm not optimistic about that at all. I mean, goodness me. <laughs> Uh, and we couldn't we couldn't pay five quid, five million quid for for Zakaria, and we couldn't give could, could just couldn't give Van der Beek game time. Just just couldn't do it. T- two minute substitute appearances here and there. We just couldn't do it. Um, and then our forwards we got Rashford, who's been very good as an impact sub. Elanga, who's done very well, has broken through to the youth team, uh, first team. That's your left hand side. Then your right hand side is Sancho. And the hell do we do? Are we going to play on the right if Sancho gets injured? Because obviously no Greenwood, uh, and uh, Diallo is on loan. I mean, regardless as to whether or not I liked Greenwood on the right wing, which I've discussed before, he's obviously not going to be there. But then Diallo is the other player. He's on loan. So out of our wingers, right? We've got Sancho, Elanga, and Rashford. I mean, goodness, God, God help everybody, right? All, all Man United fans. If we get to a point where Sancho's injured, and I mean, what 
it maybe play like Rashford on the right, Alanga on the left. That seems weird. If we start playing one matter on the wing again, I'm going to cry because that's just that's the just a hole of mediocrity you don't want to fall into. Matter's contract's also running out in the summer, by the way. I'm going to mention in in a second whose con because I've mentioned this player, that player's contract's running out in the summer. I'm going to run through in a minute whose contract's running out in the summer, just so that you know. There's quite there's quite a few players that we could leave in the lose in the summer, like a lot of them. Um, so that's your that's your wingers. You've got three, really. I mean, worst case scenario, right? Sancho gets injured, and what we played the low on the right wing, you know, because obviously he's a bit more of an attacking fullback, and then you play Wambasako, who's not been good at right back, or like Lindelof's played at right back. Jesus Christ. Lindelof played at right back at certain points. So then, what you play, you'd you'd play what Lindelof and Delo down the right hand side. That's just <laughs> what is, what is that? I mean, Lindelof can't run like he's not fast. I mean, ah dear. <laughs> and then strikers, you've just got Ronaldo and Cavani now. And they're not young, are they? Uh, I love both of them. I think both of them are fantastic players. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah. Um, you can't be playing both of them twice a week, can you? You can't do that. Um, and then you've got Lingard, who's been forced to stay here. I forgot about Lingard. Apologies to, to Jesse. Um, who doesn't want to be here. I mean, what are you gonna, what, what are you going to do if, if like... Like, like you can't you can't start playing people like Rashford and Lingard at nine, like up front. Like that's not going to work. Um. Yeah. So. There you go. Um. But yeah, so players. But anyway, that's that's our squad. That's our squad for the season. And unless I'm forgetting anybody, if I am, somebody please let me know. But that's our squad for the season. Yeah, it's not great, is it? Um. It is the annoying part. Like, okay, mathematically, we could win the Champions League. There's nothing stopping this team from winning the Champions League apart from quality. There's nothing stopping this team from winning the FA Cup apart from quality. Mathematically, we could win the Premier League, but let's just forget about that because we're not winning the league this season. Um, it's going to be a fight for top four um, and a uh, toy costs. For the two trophies I've just mentioned. So Champions League and FA Cup. Because we can't get knocked into Europa League or Conference League this season. We could for next season. So that would be interesting. Um, so yeah. So here's here's where things get worse. I'm sorry to continue being negative. I'm just telling you how the situation is. So in the summer. right? Lingard. Martial. I think it's Martial. Lingard. Martial, Pogba, Mata, Cavani, and I know I don't think it's Martial's contract. Let me forget Martial for a second. Lingard, Pogba, Mata, Cavani, and who's the other player I mentioned? Lingard, Mata. Pogba, Cavani, 
and I think that, that I think it was those four players. Those are the four players that the contracts are running out in the summer. So players that want to leave, right? Um, let, let's break this down in the, in a particular way. Ronaldo, if we don't get Champions League football next season, Ronaldo will leave. He's got another year left in his contract, but he will want to leave, right? Because Ronaldo ain't having no football team with no Champions League football. That's not happening. And if we qualify for Conference League or Europa League, <clears throat> he's not staying either. Cavani's going in the summer because his contract's running out. Pogba's going in the summer because his contract's running out. Lingard's going in the summer because his contract is running out. Uh, Mata's going in his, in the summer because his contract's running out. Um, Van der Beek probably wants to leave. Goodness me, I hope Van der Beek doesn't leave. And Bailey probably wants to leave. Um, Henderson wants to leave. Uh, yeah, that is eight players that e- that either want to go, will go if some certain things happen, like with Ronaldo, or their contracts are running out and they don't want to renew them. Um, players that we could have returning: uh, Mengi, Laird, um, Van der Beek. Martial wants to leave, doesn't he? But he's coming back in the in, in the summer, unless we sell him in the summer. Um, Diallo's on loan, Transebi's on loan, Mengi's on loan, Laird's on loan, Henderson wants to leave, and we'll see what happens with Donny. That's the situation. So, uh, it's not great. I, I don't have, like, <clears throat> much optimism for the rest of this season. Net, net, this, this upcoming summer is going to be huge for... Man United because um, first of all uh, t- so from tomorrow so so from February 1st from what I understand Ed Woodward is not going to be the um, chief executive it's going to be his mate his actual mate called Richard Arnold I have no idea if Richard Arnold is, is going to be good but it's going to be a different person um, <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's good or better or the, the same um, I don't know what his football mindset is. Probably money. Um, the same as all of our other board members. Especially the Glazers and Ed Woodward. Um, they're not football people. They shouldn't be in charge of making football t- decisions. Because they focus on the money side of things. Um, so you got that going on. Uh, summer, Ralph Ragnick goes quote unquote upstairs to a consultancy role and joins Richard Arnold. I don't know fully what that looks like. Um, and then obviously summer, new manager. That's a big, big deal. And that's, I mean, the two that are being looked at at the moment is Mauricio Pochettino, who's the PSG manager currently, and uh, Ten Hag, which Ten Hag would be very good because. He used to manage Ajax when Donny actually played. So Ten Hag would likely actually play Donny van der Beek because he played him at Ajax. And that was where we saw what Donny was capable of. Um, the the thing is with that, Pochettino would be more of a Glazer's choice because he would be more of the easy guy. And what I mean by that is sort of the one that would be more willing to be a yes man. Um... With Ten Hag, he would, in order for us to play Ten Hag football, which we're a bit of a distance off of playing, really. If you watch the way that Ajax play, we, we'd need some new players. Um, 
Ten Hag would need resources. He'd need players. He'd need money. And he would need more stability behind the club. So that's going to be that would be the more difficult option for the Glazers, which is probably why they wouldn't prefer Ten Hag. Whereas Pochettino would just come in and just do whatever with this with this. I don't know much about Pochettino's football style, but it's probably more similar to what we're doing now. Um, so yeah, and also Pochettino was able to work under the constraints of Dan Levy. I think his name's not Dan Levy. Um. What's his name? The the Tottenham... Is his name Daniel Levy? I think it's Daniel Levy. Um, yeah, the, the Tottenham... The guy who's in charge of Tottenham... Who is not nice. Let's just put it that way. But he was able to get Tottenham to a Champions League final. Didn't win it, but he was able to get them to a final. And play with probably a worse team... Than the Man United team. Because that Tottenham team isn't as good as ours. Um... So we'll see all, how all of these things kind of work out. Uh, yeah, so that's the situation with uh, with all that. So new players, hopefully in the summer. I mean, just because I've named eight players who could leave in the summer, that doesn't mean that we'll go and sign eight players. Um, what Man United will probably do is sign four if we're lucky. Depends if all those players leave. Obviously you've got people like Henderson and stuff like that that might not leave. Uh, but the ones that are out of contract are probably going to leave. So the likes of Cavani, Lingard, Pogba, Mata are probably going to leave. Um, we already needed players before any of these ha- things happened. So we probably need f- six players or so. We probably get about four. Um, and what they'll probably do is sign four players, but then promote like layered. Uh, Laird, sorry, uh, Mengi, Twanzebi, Diallo, and like Hannibal from uh, the the youth team to make them look like new signings because they won't cost a transfer fee. Um, and then probably people like you know Shoratire and uh, who's the other guys that we've that we've got? Uh, obviously, people like Alanga, Diallo, uh, Palestri. They'll probably promote all those players to make them look like new signings. So. There you go. Anyway, that's enough of all that. I'm sick of talking about all this. Um, I mean, obviously, it's what I do here. Talk about all these these different things with May United. Um, but obviously, there's a, there's a big transfer roundup for you. Um, just don't expect us to do anything interesting this season. Um, hopefully, it will be a bit of a chance to reset in the summer. I don't know what that will look like. Uh, but that's the next thing to kind of look to is the summer, really. Uh, which is a shame because if we'd got like some midfielders and managed things better, could have gone on and win the Champions League or the FA Cup. Um, it's possible. We're still in those competitions. There's nothing. Nothing stopping us from winning those competitions. Just quality. Uh, but I'll still continue with with obviously the, I'm making it sound like maybe I'm going or something. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to be covering Man United. The good, the bad, the ugly, the great, whatever's going to be happening. I'll be back on Friday for the Middlesbrough game. Hopefully we beat them, because if we don't, I'll be even sadder. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you have to laugh, because otherwise you'll cry, won't you? Um, yeah, uh, and we'll see what kind of uh, goes on from there, really. Who knows, maybe in the next hour, 20 minutes, we give West Ham 100 million for Declan Price. I don't know, probably not, but yeah. And uh, 
I don't know. So we'll see. Anyway, I discussed a lot of things here. Let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. I'm sure you've got some. We've all got questions, I think, about Manchester United, the way that things are going. But if you've got any any comments, questions, whatever you've got about anything I discussed with Manchester United here, if there's anything you don't understand, anything that you understand better than I did, because I'm always willing to be educated. If there's something I've misspoken about or something in regards to transfers and all that kind of stuff. Because I try to learn about all these different things. So uh, yeah, let me know about those things anyway. You can do that by writing in to Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK, contact page information in your show notes. You can also, if you're looking on the website version of this episode, there's a big email box. You can use that to send us a message as well. Just put your email and your message in. That will get sent to me. There's also a clickable email name that you can click on and use. Send us a message that way. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we're doing on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcasts. Uh, Just to let you know, there's going to be a few episodes released alongside this one. There's going to be a Supergirl Season 6 wrap-up episode, the last season. There's going to be a Hawkeye Season 1 review. And, of course, there's our Gaming Talk podcast from yesterday as well, plus Classic Reviews episodes. Um, Month of Positive Creators is now finished, so look out for all those things on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms so take a look at those um all right i'll be back on friday i think we're recording next yeah on friday i don't know what i'm recording between now and then but obviously there's a few episodes out before that so look out for those and then i'll be back for whatever game is after middlesbrough on friday just let everybody know that's on itv on friday so yeah it's also when dying light 2 comes out which i'm looking forward to so yeah there you go all right uh yeah, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms for all of our other content. If you want to support what we're doing here, you can either listen to more episodes that we've done, plenty of them available. You can um, you can also uh, tell other people that you know about our content, um, word of mouth, social media, that stuff really, really helps us out, so please consider doing that. Um, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, add free podcast review options, take a look at that as well if you'd like to for all those things. Uh, I am aware that I'm due to do a chat podcast episode to cover the months of December and January. I shall do that in the coming days. Um, So look out for that as well. Talking about the success both of December and January. Look out for those episodes or that episode. Uh, If you want your TV and your film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. Uh, Those episodes come out on Tuesdays. So look out for those for your TV and your film news. Uh, So take a look at all that kind of thing. Uh, Bex is still streaming basically daily over on Twitch. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch as well. E-Talk-UK for different game streams. Uh, Thursdays should be continuing as normal. Thursdays, Pez Coach Mode. I'll see what happens with that. But um, should be continuing with that over there. And if you miss any of the Twitch streams, I do need to put some of them on YouTube. But that's Entertainment Talk Plays over on YouTube. Either for the archive Twitch streams or for the uh, game clips of different moments and stuff like that that happen. So check all that out as well. All right, I'm going to put this episode together. Thanks very, very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.